Hey, welcome back to the Gecko Cove Connection. My name is Bobby. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Jay from SBSF Reptiles. Uh, he is an amazing guy. I've chatted with him a few times online, and he has some of the most killer gargoyles I have seen. Um, we will be talking today about Magnus, uh, his amazing six-stripe male that is just producing absolute fire. Uh, he was the one where uh, Jake from Red Rack worked together with him and uh, produced some amazing geckos. Now that Jake has retired, I, I think I've heard rumors that he might be back. If that is the case, Jake, if you're watching this, I need to get you on here. But I, yeah, he, he has produced some amazing geckos and now he has his Jake's collection. So um, I can't wait to see what he shows us today. And uh, we talk about Gargoyles, obviously, we talk about some of his uh, amazing inventions. He's an engineer by trade, uh, as well as some other species that he keeps. Uh, he does keep some hot species, and he has just such a great variety of animals that uh, we're going to have some fun stuff to talk about. So if that sounds interesting to you, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the Gecko Cove Connection. All right, after a long hiatus, welcome back to the Gecko Cove Connection. My name is Bobby, and today I have the pleasure of introducing Jay from SBSF Reptiles. Welcome, Jay. Thank you for having me. Um, oh, quick announcement. So I currently go by SBSF Reptiles, but I'll be changing the company name to Goliath Reptiles and Invert. So be on the lookout oh, for that. Oh, okay. Very cool. Okay. So I remember seeing on your Instagram, you're going to drop that. So is this the first time you've announced this publicly? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still working out changing my LLC declaration. So, you know, it's all official soon. That's so, really yeah. cool. That, that's a, that's a big gamble to, to change a name. You're pretty successful and well-known. What made you want to change your name? Uh, signing up to vend at like the reptile super show, like, I don't want to name names, but the showrunner was all like, what does he, like, what even is an SBSF? Like, change your name. It doesn't look sound cool enough. So <laughs> I'm changing Goliath it just because, cool. yeah, I'm changing it just because apparently Goliath Reptile sounds a lot cooler. <laughs> Very cool. What does SBSF stand for? That's a question for my wife. She made it up. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So it'll forever be a mystery to me. Uh, that's okay, but Goliath is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you'll have to send me uh, the your new logo so I, I put the right one on the uh, on the image that I'll put up with the video. Oh, so, for sure, for sure. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, honestly, your Instagram page has so many cool animals, let alone gargoyle geckos. Um, so where did you start? Did you start with geckos? Did you start with other animals? Uh, <laughs> um, how long have you been keeping non furry pets? So I started when I was seven, my, my brother gave okay. me my first ball pythons and, uh, I bred my first snakes by the time I was eight. So I've been doing this a minute. Um, so I started as like a ball python guy. I know crucify me. Right. But uh, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those COVID ball python people. All right, like I, I came in the game before it was cool. So nice. I did that. I bred corn snakes for a really long time. Um, what else? What did I move on to from there? Like starting in about 2010 is when I got my first Cresties, and then 2011 I got my first Leechy. Oh, nice. Um, Gargs I didn't really get into until after 2015. Okay. But yeah, That's like I've just been doing day. reptiles forever. Yeah, I've been doing reptiles super, super long. Like I've been in the game a minute. Yeah. No, it sounds like you've got a ton of experience. Um, so going back to your initial stock of New Caledonia geckos, so you started with the crested geckos, then you got into the lychees and then into uh gargs. Um, was there anything when you first started with the crested geckos? What were you drawn to? What did you initially uh, pick up? Or were you a little bit they, of everything? They were, like, back then, like, you know, way back then, like, you know, over, ugh, dude, just to think about it, oh, I my know, God, almost math. a decade ago. 
right? Like almost a decade ago, even just having a crestie was cool. Yeah. Right? Like no one gave a like no one cared what they looked like. It was just it was cool to have one. So back then it was just like, oh man, this cool little brown gecko, like look at its head, right? Like it looks like a little triangle. It was it was thick. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I guess nowadays, like, I've really scaled back on the Cresties because everyone and their mama does Cresties these days. Yeah. Um, and I was like, eh, you know, m- one of the follies of my Instagram and, like, my brand is I'm so varied with the stuff I do that no one knows me for one thing, which kind of yes. is good and is also kind of bad because, like, when I vend at shows, everyone, like... When you go to a show, and for instance, as a customer, you're like, okay, I want to go get myself a ball python or a crested gecko or a garg. You're looking for the dude that specializes in that. Yeah. And you most most likely will buy from the guy that specialized. But Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, I'm too ADD to do just one. Like, I do some of the, like, and, and that's not to say that even though I'm so varied, I don't have some of, like, the best stuff on the market. Like as you've seen with Magnus and and my babies, like I I can produce some top end stuff. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, like I I've produced some of like the best like beauty snakes out there. I've I'm one of the only people working with hypo Taiwanese beauty snakes. Um, I produce some like really baller Lichianus. So yeah, I even saw though one I'm of your so yeah, yeah. On Instagram. The thing was just covered. I don't know what this yeah. called snowflake or what it is. But we, you could ship that you know, to me anytime you want. I mean, they have a lychee. It would be a pretty cool place to start. That would be a pretty ballsy starting spot. First lychee. <laughs> yeah, that would be a killer one. Yeah. Um, so you, you you diversified your you know stock into all these different species, and I know you, we'll get into this a little bit later. But it's not even just reptiles. You've got you know your your beetle collection, different species there, which is pretty awesome. Um, but you know. When you're sh- when you're vending, right? Are people just shocked when they see your table at the variety that you offer, or do you are you strategic with what you bring? Uh, it, it really just depends what I have in stock at the moment. Like, okay. But I will say because my mentor or like my my dad, essentially, he's just my dad, Steve Angeli. I always vend with Steve. Like, we'll either yeah. be adjacent, like right next to each other, like booth buddies, or I'm at his booth. It, it's usually that's the case. So by default, I am at the craziest booth at any show because we, Steve, specializes in Helidermatids, beaded lizards. Yeah. So, you know, we're the, we're the beaded liz- lizard guys, <laughs> you know, for instance. Didn't I see that you had a hypo? Yes. So me, Steve, and our buddy out in the Netherlands are the only people in the world that have hypomelanistic beaded lizards. Oh, that is gorgeous. That thing is just disgusting how gorgeous it is. And they're such cool animals to begin with. So it basically just takes out the black pigment for the most part, makes it brown. And then all of these dots, they're supposed to be yellow, but they're white. That's awesome. So where did that pop up with whose collection? Uh, Steve's. So the first okay. hypo was produced in 2007? No, 2005. Okay. The first hypo was produced in 2005, and we've never been able to replicate it. Interesting. The, o- the only way I have this one is it just randomly popped up again from an unrelated pair. Really? Okay. And so uh, are, are different sexes? Are you going to pair them up one day? The two that you so, have? So the one that Steve has is currently almost like 20 years old and okay. he's never fathered children. Interesting. So it might be sterile. It's, it's always the pretty ones that don't want to fuck dude. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's always the pretty ones. Want it too much. You're probably in there just like peeking and they're like, leave yeah. me alone. I can't perform. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's always the pretty ones. Oh, I know. Uh, well, you know, especially with any kind of, you know, recessive trade or things like that. Um, I started off with uh, bearded dragons, never bred them. But one thing uh-huh. I found was depending on, you know, the quality of the bearded dragon, they packed in so many recessive traits. Some of these, uh, I picked up this one that just 
it barely ate it, you know it was just it was not the healthiest animal because not that you can't have an animal packed with recessives and be healthy but you there's know, so much inbreeding so, that's so implied yeah. by having a recessive like a packed in recessive animal oh just to show you the right. difference this is a normal see super super yep. dark super yellow in comparison so cool it, yeah it so this is a normal these are these are hot animals aren't they yeah they're they're, they're venomous yeah they're properly venomous yeah, and you're just but picking like, them up like <laughs> like they're nothing it's a puppy dog yeah uh, so okay i gotta ask you about this since you got them out so you're picking them up like it's absolutely nothing obviously you built a, a trust with them is that something that almost anybody can do? Uh, do you have to work with them as babies? Uh, Are you super careful and trained? Uh, depends how much of a pussy you're going to be about it. Well, I mean, I don't want to die. I don't know what the venom's like. No one's ever died from a helodermatid bite. Ever. Okay, that's good news. Uh, the venom just really fucking hurts. So this is an <laughs> Alvarezi, like pure black. That's really cool. Yeah. So, That's like, gorgeous. can anyone handle them like this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, when I attend the shows, we take Big Boy with us, which is the the world's first hypo. We take him with us, and he's just puppy dog tame. Like, we could we could kiss him on the mouth, and he wouldn't do nothing to us. That's awesome. So. Cool. And like you know, we we let other people hold Big Boy, but you know, under supervision. Right. Yeah, if they're gonna freak out, you won't give it to them. But so, I mean, what would what would make them want to bite? Uh, realistically, like if you're, it's obviously if you're pissing them off, but it, it's also dependent on their own personality. Like there are some that are just more inclined to be assholes. You know? Yeah, yeah like people. Yeah, like typically all Varezi, like these guys are really chill and mellow. This is probably the easiest to handle species of beaded. Okay. Watch me get bit right now, just world star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a great video. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen, but yeah. yeah. No, he wouldn't do it. No, that's awesome. Such yeah. cool animals. I mean, I know so many people would love to have them. I think just a little bit freaked out just by the, the fact that they do have venom. But you know, like I've working You're not gonna lose work, a limb? No, working what, under what Steve. What kind of venom do they have? So I believe it's a cytotoxin. Don't quote me on that. Um, okay. And the reason why I don't think it's anything like a hemotoxin, neurotoxin, or, you know, the stuff that'll actually kill you, um, yeah. cytotoxins just cause pain, I believe. Uh, like, I haven't rehearsed. Or, <laughs> yeah, I haven't versed. But, like, of the toxins, all these guys have is, like, a very intense pain causing venom. Cool. From what I know and what I've experienced, I've been bit like at least 10 15 times and it sucks each and every time but it gets easier like the first time i thought i was gonna shit my pants the <laughs> oh, the oh. latest time i kind of just got really grumpy and sat on the couch and took an advil so fair enough uh, so yeah. you're getting used to the 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 toxins a little bit of uh yeah uh, immunity the, the tolerance to it yeah. yeah maybe that i don't know it it, it hurts but it's not that bad how often would you say you you've been bit? Like you kind of you it's know, it's always no. I mean it's always when I'm working with babies, and it's because of just That's overconfidence, right. like me just yeah. being like, oh yeah, I can just like move you real quick into like to clean out the poop or like get them out of the water bowl real fast. Like I should stop yeah. doing that, <laughs> but you know I just don't learn, and oh, also yeah, yeah. I know I'm not gonna die, so it's kind of whatever. Well, you treat them like, you know, like the adults, and they're still little babies, so, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, the um, adults, you just pick up by the tail and toss them across the cage if you need to access the other part. It's really no big deal. Yeah, I mean, during your video, I mean, it's, it's cool to hear you, and it makes sense, but when I saw your videos, you're just like, you know, throwing that thing around like it's a beardy. I'm like, that is badass. So, yeah. Uh, for oh, dude. Never held one. It's impressive. <laughs> Try going to Steve's house and making him, or ma he makes you wrangle up the spitting cobras. That that'll put some hair on your chest. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah that I would never do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd like be cool, but uh, you know, working under Steve. Me. Yeah, working under Steve. I, I'm just jaded to it. Like I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's just a gaboon viper. You know, the snake with the fastest strike in the fucking west. It will straight Jeez. just take you off the census real fast. So, you know. Yep. 
That's cool, though. How long have you wor- been working with uh, Hot Species? Uh, at least seven, maybe eight years. Well, I mean, I, I had Pacific Rattlers since 20... I, I kept my first set of Northern Pacific Rattlesnakes in 2016. Okay. So I've had them for a while. Yeah. I... Have you uh, ever had an instance where you've been bit by something a little more serious or not kind of wood? You're, 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 that's awesome, man. No, like with stuff Um, that can actually hurt me, I I get real careful. Yeah. No, makes sense. I mean, yeah, there's a big difference between pain and losing a limb or your life. So, yeah. Makes sense. Um, or I'd love to keep talking about these, but it's a gecko podcast. So I want to pivot over to that real quick. For sure. Um, because like you said, even though you don't specialize in one species, dude, the Magnus Cleopatra babies you are, are posting are just... All right, hold on. Let me go get them. The most wicked. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, like... You want my next, like... You want my next kid? I'll just trade you. No, I'm kidding. But, like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I mean, so... gecko kid. If my wife's watching this. Jesus Christ, Yeah. Like, look at, I've never seen, yeah, I've never seen a gecko or a garg covered up in the legs like this. Mm -mm. Yeah, that is just ridiculous coverage. I mean, and then look at the face, dude. Yeah, that is so cool. That is ridiculous. Now, this reminds me, was it the same pairing? Because Jake had Magnus for a while for Red Rack, right? Well, Magnus is my gecko. I, I loaned him Magnus to perform that pairing. Right. And so, but I, uh, because was it Cleopatra was his originally? And yes, was Cleopatra is his. Okay. So this is Magnus right here, fired down. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. Magnus, please. Yeah, he is gorgeous. How old is he now? Uh, He has to be around six. Okay. And even at six years old, he's still looking like a little stunner. He is. I mean, he's bright. I mean, he's a genetic powerhouse. I, I think you've proven that. Yeah, and he's he's even though he's getting older, like I've seen some six and eight year olds that look yeah. absolutely garbage as they like they just aged like milk. This guy, yeah. he's fired down. Let's let's keep that in mind. He's super fired down. You could tell by his base color when he fires up. He's yep. like a dark brown. So. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah and, and he doesn't have the. Th- thickest laterals but he's got really insane quad his back is just so filled in right and just the overall quality of him is is a plus it's the vibrancy for me and it's the fact that he's not red i wouldn't call him red he's more of an orange yeah well it's that in between kind of bicolor-esque between that orange and reddish right it's almost i don't know i call it lava it is awesome. Yeah, so, hopefully okay, he starts you, to fire up. Did you produce him? No, I got him from my good friend John. Um, okay. John Felicity or Felicetti? I I, I honestly yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Felicetti. Yeah, Felicetti. Yeah, yeah, I got him. Not I got Magnus from him. I'm sorry, I got to get you on the podcast. I had to I know. him uh, a month ago. Oh, Johnny, he's he's a busy boy. <laughs> Yes. Well, I, I got sick. That's why I feel bad. I haven't thrown out a lot of these podcasts. I got, you know, got to call everybody back and apologize for being sick for two months. Dude, look at that. So you got him from John. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And uh, so then you've you've now paired him to Cleopatra and you're just producing absolute fire. Yep. That's great. Yep. And so... How many how many babies have you gotten from them? Uh, a total of four. Okay. It was and it was Cleopatra's first time breeding. Was it okay? Yeah. And that was all last season. You got four eggs out of her. Mm-hmm. That was all we got. Nice. Hey, that's not bad. It was my very first season last year, and I only had one girl that just laid consistently, and I had one girl who laid one egg, one girl who laid I. Uh, two eggs and that was it oh man yeah i mean you know it's it's fine my baby rack's full my little tiny baby rack um so 
but uh, it, it was a good introduction. But yeah, you learn that the females they don't necessarily produce. 100% yeah, it's it's it, dude. I have I don't know if it was the same for the guards. Like for me, it was weird because like a lot of the animals were being transferred from Jake over to me, so like they they weren't in the mood to breed because like a big you know shift yeah. in environment. And also it was like end of season, so like I didn't get a much production in the gargs. But across the board, like my leeches didn't want to give me no eggs last year. So it was kind of rough. Like it was a rough year for production last year. It's a rough year for sales right now too. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean so it was double edged sword. It was kind of a blessing because Go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, as I was saying, like it's kind of good that they didn't produce because otherwise I'd just be sitting on a ton of babies that won't sell. But yeah. It's also kind of bad because now I don't have babies to sell. So, eh. Yeah, I mean, they're gorgeous. I mean, I would love to buy one. It's just I need to sell these before I'm able to afford anything else. Uh, and I'm guessing they're they're not like $500. The Cleopatra, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Sorry, I, <laughs> I've, I've had some pretty gnarly offers. Like, there was... There was one offer I got for that Cleopatra's Magnus baby, that that one I just showed. Yeah. It was it was enough zeros to make me really consider it. Yeah, and you didn't take it? Well, in the wise words of Steve Angeli, my my mentor, my pops, yeah. you you never sell your best shit. Fair enough. You can't. Like if you're yeah. trying to stay in this game for the longevity, like you have to keep your best shit to keep producing. Right? Like that's how you stay in the game. No, I think that's great advice. So anybody listening, keep your stuff, all right? If it's the best you produced, keep it. I know it's tempting. Um, yeah, yeah, when when the Asian starts throwing zeros at you, man, like it gets real <laughs> tempting, but you just got to say no. Like I got to keep it. Well, even, okay, so my uh, red girl Eve, when I first started this, and she blew, blew up with colors. I mean, she's, she's a nice six stripe, um, nothing on the head, but she just, Blends in fully red. I don't know if you were able to see any of those pictures, but um, you know, when I first started, I actually had someone reach out and offer me seven grand, and I'm like, dude, I just started. No, and <laughs> it, it made me think about it, you know. But I'm like, if someone's already reaching out to me and saying, I mean, I had never seen a fully red gecko like her, uh, and especially when she was, you know, fully fired up, she was just uh, red like a fire engine, right? Yeah, and uh, I'm like, this is too cool. And I'm like, well, I can produce the babies. You know, every baby will come out just like her and it'll be worth it. <laughs> well, I only got two babies. I don't think they came out exactly like her, but they're 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 cool. Um, but I think that's the male I paired with her. So I paired yeah. with her. So here. actually, I mean, I'm still compared to like John and like, you know, the greats like PDV and all them. I'm still a little baby boy. But from my findings. Yes. And. You can refute me on this if you'd like, but I believe the color and quality comes from the boys. I have paired amazing females to um, like mediocre males, and the babies come out mediocre. I can pair Magnus to any female, and that baby comes out nice. That's interesting. Well, I hope you're right for the fact that I just invested in two stellar boy blotches that are just insane um my my male red blotch red base from renee king is just okay i know absolutely renee insane yeah so um but yeah i hope you're right <laughs> i've never heard that theory before though that's it, just me knowing a bunch of garg breeders and what i've seen in my own collection of course magnus has only had kids one time i just used him as an example but like sure. i've had some really nice males in the past that I sold off those boys to afford Magnus when I bought him. But I knew that, like, just seeing the trend, if I pair yeah. a nice boy to any girl, it could be a nice girl, an ugly one, the babies come out nice. And I, I, I just believe that there has to be something with the color that comes from the males. The the That's females nice. don't contrib contribute too much to that. It's, it's the boys, in my opinion. I wonder if the females, you know, because... Listening to some of the other big guns in this this gargoyle world, you know, obviously you've got the color, but you also have the pattern, and they're separate, you know, uh, at least the base color and then the pattern color, right? Um, I wonder if the males are more inclined to give the uh, pattern color versus even the base, if that makes sense. Um, 
so when we're talking about coverage, color, and quality of color, I'll put it. Yeah. I I think again, do the females contribute nothing? No, they they do have a factor to play. I just think overall the males put in way more chips into that pot, right? Like they're 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 really just hamming it up. Like the boys is where it came from. You know, like <laughs> This year, I'm going to pair Magnus to literally every girl I got, and I'll show you. Like, I got some girls that are like, ah, she's nice, but I wouldn't date her, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, so, awesome. I'll show you. I'll show you. I, yeah, I can guarantee I, it. Like, it's it's going to come from him. it's over, you got to come back on, and we got to chat about this again. Because, I, I, you know, there is so much that we don't know about gargoyles. You know, think about all the other species you keep, right? Especially the popular ones. How much do we know about ball pythons at this point? Even crested geckos. You know, you listen to uh, people talk about crested geckos and what we've learned over the last decade or more about them. Oh, uh, man. All I know about cresties is that there's too many of them. Yeah. Like, y'all well, need to but, stop breeding them. <laughs> but now they're coming out with all these morphs and, you know, and, and you, you listen to some of the podcasts out there right now. And, you know, it's like a little mini science class for people. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, like, so... I have my own opinions on the whole crusty morph thing. And sure. I might have the controversial take, whereas like the the most or like the, the most recent thing I've seen was there was a dude, I believe he was in Spain. Um he like what started off as like the, the boba line or the boba yeah. scales, like this dude just went insano style with it. And this gecko came out and like its dorsal scales were just bubbly and like it i was like at this point that thing must be suffering bro like that that doesn't look right that looks like leprosy yeah you know so I was, yeah it's <laughs> it's just kind of like we were too concerned if we could yeah, should we right it's Jurassic yeah it's Park. like <laughs> yeah exactly it's like but should we like i don't know yeah. it, it was going and, and, and plus the the other idea that like this what was the starting stock of Cresties back in like what was it the sixties, seventies? I think Philippe only brought in like fifty, sixty animals. So yeah. all of these cresties, these thousands of cresties, all oh, originated right. from sixty animals. Yeah. You know, so like we're we're making some we're putting Alabama to shame. Like they're they're feeling <laughs> a little jealous here. Yeah, and I think that's why people care about lineage, you know? I mean whether it's it's finding out if it's your second cousin or fourth cousin, it makes a difference. Uh, I mean, does it when your whole freaking family tree is a reef? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, because I think with reptiles, it's a little more forgiving. Um, you know, you look at the fish industry. I don't know if you've kept fish. Oh, they, dude. They're, <laughs> I've had it all. Yeah. I mean, talk about inbreeding, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it, whether the animal's healthy is really the thing. And I don't. There are examples like you, you just said with the, the boba scales where maybe they went a little bit too far. But I would say, you know, overall, most of the crested geckos I see are healthy, right? Um, whether they're overproduced or not, um, you know, it, it's I think the market will kind of determine that, right? Because if, if they're overproduced and there's not people buying them, then people will stop producing them in, in such mass, hopefully. Um, that's one thing I like right. about the guards, why I did that. You know, when I was looking at what species to play around with, uh, I liked the Gargs and the Eurodactyloides, and I want to get back in the Eurodactyloides because I don't see a ton of people working with either. Um, there's a oh well, number. I just right now I just collected a set of eggs for my Valiardi. So if you if you want hey. some Valiardi, I actually yeah, I, there's actually a couple that's here in Chicago. Uh, I'll, I'm forgetting their their name, but I'll post it right here when I when I edit this. Um, that I really, you know, maybe I'll pick one up from you because I want to diversify the bloodlines, but they're starting to get some color. They're telling me lasts on their um, Eurodactyloides into adulthood, which is pretty sweet. And I think if oh, those cool. start to get some color patterns and things like that, kind of like the leeches have, um, that could be a really cool thing to have. So Yeah, I, I think Eurodactyloides will always be a more niche and kind of like the, I'm not going to say low end because that's kind of disrespectful to your Dactylodes. They're, they're one of my favorite geckos. Um, yeah, they are. But like, they'll always be the, the the cheap gecko, 
You know, like, like you know, the babies will be like 150 bucks, 100 bucks. Which I'm fine right? with. I mean, it's, it's 150 bucks, and they produce like crazy, and you can keep multiples in an enclosure. I mean, um, there, I did have a pair of Agricoli before I started anything else, and those things pumped out babies. The only reason why I sold them is because I wanted to upgrade my, my gargoyles. Um, and I kind of right. regret it at this point, to be honest with you. Uh, so they're just fun. They're easy to handle. They don't freak out. They're not fast moving. They're out all the time. So oh, yeah. I mean, their tail is so fat that they can't jump. So No, not at all. It's it's really cool. So I like those. Um, but like I was saying with the gargoyles, it's just like you said, it's not so saturated. And, and you know, I don't see it becoming that saturated. Um because I don't think there's the variety yet, right? Maybe if we start to see some some morphs, if you can start to see, you know, new colors pop out or hypos or, you know, uh, melanistic ones, maybe we can get some traction. But I don't see uh, Give the Koreans another year. They'll get it. Think? The Korean, oh, dude, the Koreans, uh, they, they get everything. They'll find it, yeah. They'll, they'll find it. Uh, but maybe maybe they, they'll, they'll do that, and that's cool. But I... You know, for right now, I'm happy with how what size this market is. Um, I right. just need the economy to pick up in general. <laughs> oh, dude, tell so. me about it. it. It hurts when your main source of earning food is this. this and, yeah. Yeah. And people decide whether they want to go and actually go grocery shopping or buy a snake or go grocery shopping to buy a tortoise. Um, yeah. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Pivoting back to the, the geckos, so you're looking at pairing Magnus to a whole bunch of females. What other, um, I just got some blotches, I was talking about them. Do you have any killer blotches you're working with right now that you want to show off or talk about? Because um, I know you got, don't you have blood splatter? I I did. Actually, Jake just picked up all of his stuff. He's so, coming okay, back I was in. I going to ask you about that, if, if it's okay to talk about it. Because, yeah, I yeah. saw he posted something like, here's the rack that, you know, I just picked up. And I'm like, is he back? Yeah, yeah. He picked up all of his stuff, and he's uh, he's back from, oh, at least, cool. you know, from what I know, he's he's coming back in the game. So, All right. Couldn't even stay there away a year, man. Yep. Couldn't right? even stay away a year. <laughs> it's, it's addictive, you know? Uh, do you find yourself ever comparing it to an addiction where you just – you? You want to keep getting another one or producing another one? Um, I mean, when you just do this so long, like I don't actually know what I would do with my time Fair if enough. I didn't have this, right? Like, would I say it's an addiction? No, not really. But I don't know what I would do otherwise. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lifestyle then at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a lifestyle than, than an addiction. Very cool. So... When it comes to, uh, you know, gargoyles, obviously you, you've got some amazing saturation on your, your geckos. Um, what do you think produces that? Other than the male being more, you know, ch chips in. Um, if I'm trying to take the geckos I have currently, what should I be looking for while they're developing to invest in and maybe sell things if they're, I, I don't see it? If that makes um... sense. You know that that's kind of hard to quantify. You'll you'll just have to. It, it comes with experience because when those first Cleopatra Magnus babies were born, mm -hmm. they th we knew me and Jake both knew that these were going to be something special. But to any other person, if you set them in a lineup against like a bunch of other gargs, all you would see is that they had just a little bit more color. Okay. Right, like, yeah, their lines were much wider, right? Their their stripes were bigger. But aside from that, what else do we look for? Like, I've had some geckos that less experienced folk would say, that one's going to be a heater. And I'd be like, no, that, that I'm selling that one off. Because you can almost tell when you look at enough of them for long enough that that stripe is not going to get any bigger. Yep. Like, it's not going to spread. And I think a way that, to, to try to, like, put it into words, is when you look at the stripes on the gecko, if the line is super defined and the negative space between the two lines is super sharp and there's no fuzziness 
happening, I yeah. highly doubt that it's going to spread. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, from what so, I can tell, and actually, I've got a mail right now where I'm debating that. You know. Um, yeah, send me a photo, and I'll I'll, I'll give you my two well, here, cents. You want me to pull them up? You, you yeah, can tell yeah. me live on this. Yeah, let's All see. Because right? I just launched uh, a website. Let me pull this up real quick. So if anybody wants to go to my website, geckocove.com, and I'll pull it up. First time I'm showing everybody this. Cool. All right, let's see. Sweet. All right, here we go. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, so this is my website. Um, that's my red girl, Eve. And you can see some of the stuff I have. So if we go to, I think it, I put it on holdbacks. So these are my uh, blotches right here. So these are my two girls, Bimini Exuma, and then Mahe gets crazy red, but that's him fired down. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Maui has really thick banding, and as she's grown, like you said, you can see how it's kind of fuzzy. I can click Mm -hmm. on her and show some more photos later, but she's got the, the back that really is expanding, which is awesome. Same thing with Deegs. You can see already how thick he is. And this was at like, I think 10 grams. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nope, I have it on not my holdbacks. I think I have it listed for sale. So I have a question. Uh, yeah, I know ahead. that you, you've been, you're, you're not so into it. Like you're not multi-generations deep like I am. Um, nope, not yet. But so have you noticed the trend of like geckos that start off brick red? ending up kind of ugly as they age because then like the red not fades but darkens and kind of like gets really muddy yeah and actually i'll show you that that's the one thing i'm worried about with eve uh is that she may get that way but i'll show you that let's circle back to that in just a second um this was the gecko i'm talking about um named him cook for right now but you can Mm. see how the lines are pretty defined but there's a little bit of fuzziness so, I'm kind so of debating. to me, what that looks like is that dorsal is just going to be fuzzy, but it's not going to spread. I, I don't yeah. think. Fair enough. Like, it might so. fill in where it's currently at, but I just don't see it getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah, the nice thing is it's got pretty decent uh, laterals, but yeah, it's, it's a fun like little it's, male. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really males. hard for me to describe why I think it won't spread, but yeah. just like gut feeling, I don't think the color is going to spread any wider, like maybe a little bit, but see that really dark defining lateral line. Yeah. Right here. That's going to be your border. Yep. Now I can see that. So yeah, like yeah, it's that's cool kind of going through that, that stuff just to see. And like I said, you, you've seen more babies than I've seen. Um, and I've only had this baby for a little bit. So, yeah, I've actually, this is Eve's first baby right here. And okay. it's starting to color up pretty nicely. Um, you can see, I mean, it's just bright yellow. So it's definitely going to turn red. But right. um, let me go back, like like you said. So this was Eve as a baby when I picked her up, just in sunlight. Um, and then if I go to my breeders, so you can see she's already darkening up right right and then darkening up there these are her parents oh so they're like blood red yeah yeah i got you yeah and then so i i on here just put you know this is when i first got her you can see the six stripe there but you can see here she's in the stage where she was like like right here just fire engine red what would you so even cool. call that is that like red based or is that red it's, like that's red just red base, red right? Yeah. Well, it's red base, red stripe, because you can see it's got the stripes mm-hmm. here. Yeah, there she's it is. like purple when she fires down. And so in person, you can see her. So, oh, here's Same another interesting here. point. So I was just over at um, at Brian's house. Brian over at Koala's Geckos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, one of those girls. Yeah, me and Brian were taught, like, we were just, you know, shooting the shit, just hanging out. And, um... I brought up this question to Brian. So, like, what do you think us as breeders is trying to do with Gargs? Like, are we just trying to make something 100% red? Like, we're getting close. So, like, yeah. what's the end game here? 
and that's a great question is, you know, are there other colors to, to bring out? Um, is the hypo potential gene something that, that's going to change, you know, more pastel kind of thing? Like, what do you to think? date myself, like, I, I remember when people were breeding black and white and thought that those were just the bee's knees. And they're still cool. Yeah, they're cool, but, like, they're worth nothing. Yeah. Like, a buddy of mine who produces a ton of geckos, uh, shout out to Chris Cruz over at AO Geckos, by the way. He's a solid guy. If you haven't seen him, he produces, like, probably the most gargoyle geckos in the United States, and I'm not even, like, shitting you right now. He has I'll tons. Check him out. Dude, he he has a ton. Like, he puts me to shame. That's awesome. So, to, yeah, like, I don't know. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, he, he produces loads of them, man. So... I've, so I've what seen is it. He, he aiming for then? What do you think? Is it just he the does this? He he does the same thing that I'm doing. Is like he's trying to chase high color stuff to try to you know chase the market because that's where it is. But sure, you could go to his his crib and like he's got things that are like black and white, pure whites. He he has stuff that's pink, you know, like cool. he he's got stuff all over the place. But he he produces some nice stuff. But like well, again, you know, just what what's our end game, right? Like what what are we trying to do? Like you saw that Cleopatra Magnus baby, like that's like ninety eight percent color. What do I yeah. what do I do at that point? Because for me, um, aside from like the the chase, right? The chase of like getting a hundred percent coverage on an animal, I think these gargs and like even leeches, for instance. A lot of the beauty comes in the fact that there's a contrast between the base color and the pattern. So, like, if we make a garg that's 100% red, like, that's just now a red gecko, like, kind of boring. Well, I think that's very polarizing. I think some people love the red on red, and I've talked to people who just are obsessed with that. And then I've seen people who, like you said, hate it, and they want the contrast. If they can get paper white with a red or paper white with black... You know, that's their dream gecko, right? It's that high contrast gecko. I think it's whatever, you know, there's always going to be the next thing, whatever it may be, right? And I don't think we know sometimes what it is. Because I personally, one of my favorite things that I saw when I first got into gargoyles was the yellow base reticulated ones, right? They, they remind me. Oh, of yeah, that. those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. Right? But and those fell out of fashion real fast. <laughs> really fast. You can pick them up dirt cheap. You know, if you can find them, but I don't even see them on Morph Market very much. You know, you know who does have um, one that I think you should you should hit him up, hit up Brian. Yeah. He's got one does that's real one? nice. Mm -hmm. I, but that's something that I think it would be really cool, right? Um, and like you said, you know, I think people get into this for the reds. I mean, that's why people go into the gargoyles. Um, whether you like the white bases, the brown bases, you know. Uh, but I think coverage right now, that is the, the race, especially on the head. Everybody wants to have head coverage. Oh, right? yeah. Everyone's trying to chase Tremper. Philip Tremper, he he was the guy you that know? did that. Yeah, well, it's who I just had on before you. So, I mean, we were talking about the um, tomato line is awesome. But, um, you know, it's popping up everywhere. So, did I tell you what I wanted to call that before I knew we called it the tomato line? No, what was it? The, the Eugene Levy line. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't that be great? But you know, um, I, I think I think that's now becoming less common. Like, for instance, Magnus and Cleopatra, they have like no head coverage. Like Magnus didn't have anything on his head, but look at his baby, like she almost has like a full mask, just her the top of her head was blank. So well, right, but where does that come from, right? It just I, it's popping up. We're bringing the highest coverage, the highest coverage, and then some of them were popping out that way. You said that you know they had four babies. I'm guessing all four didn't look that way. That no, no, that one crazy. was the craziest one, right? Like that's right. But I wouldn't say the that's, other ones were tier. bad. You know, we're no, talking no, no, the no. difference between S and A. Yeah. So, but I would say right though there. that you know what you're chasing is you know unless people are producing them consistently, you know people are always going to chase that slightly better one, right? Um, and so I, I, I don't know. Plus, I don't think we have a formula. That's what's kind of cool about these uh, these geckos is it's not like if you breed maybe it is if you breed Magnus to to anything you're going to get that exact baby. 
I think it, it's kind of the, you know, maybe what 10% look that way, you know, 20% look, you know, just a step below it. And then majority of it looks uh, just really great because you've got quality stock, but it's not going to blow anybody away. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. who knows? Who knows? At, at the end of the day, yeah, we're just a bunch of gecko fun. nerds, right? We're just a bunch of nerds just having fun with these. Exactly. I, we're just trying to understand them. And that's why anybody's going to listen to you or me is people are just trying to figure out what the hell is going on with these things so I could reproduce it myself because I don't have seven to 10,000 to you name whatever, you know, numbers you got oh. offered for that gecko. <laughs> right. And so until that gecko drops down to, I don't know, a thousand dollars, you know, whatever, you know, look at the Lily whites, right. Um, oh, don't even talk to me about that, dude. That, that hurt me. But that's what it's to me, you know? Lily Whites, when they first came out, how much were they? Right? Dude, were, I, yeah. I was in the game when Lily Whites were selling for like five to $7,000 a pop. Right. Right. And now now they're, they're so easily produced. Do you think that a gecko of the caliber you showed me is going to be that easy to produce in no. five years? So because we're talking the difference between Mendelian and polygen polygenesis. Exactly. Right polygenesis is you there's no formula to recreate a polygenic animal and i think that's why there's always going to be a market you know for for top tier animals like that i think the middle of the market is the hard part to sell oh yeah 100 percent. overproduce those 100 percent. like it's i don't know but at that same point more and more people are getting into gargoyle geckos like i've seen like there's there's one guy sam wherever you are if you see this you son of a bitch like you're gonna blow us all out the water because during <laughs> covid time he was buying out people's best stock and like with the numbers he was tossing people like yeah if if i was weak i would do it too mm -hmm. like i would i would yeah. sell to sam like people made a lot of money on sam but sam got some of the craziest gargs on the market like Awesome. I, I would expect his average baby to be other people's best forever. Like his average production is going to top people's best and top of the line. Okay. That's what no, Sam I, is doing. I have a feeling I know who you're talking about, but I don't know a hundred percent. Sam. Uh, she, that's his, that's his IG handle. Yeah. Sam she. Yep. I tried reaching out to him. Uh, if you if you're watching this, Sam, I uh, yeah, hit me up. Love to chat with you, man. But I oh mean, man, good for him. It, 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 you know, you look at it, and yeah, there was some. He's one. There's a few other people that I can think of that you know around that time had some money to burn and picked up. So he probably dropped them all, but like you know, most people don't have that. You know, not to spend on geckos. You no, know, so no, dude. Like me getting Alvarezzi, like this lizard right here, is easily yeah. fifteen thousand dollars, dude. Like, I had to drop money to to get into Alvarezzi, but like I got also a pretty sick hookup because it's my dad. Like he, he just was like, "Your son, like I'll I'll get but you it's straight still on not these." Free. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't free, but he, he still hooked me up. That's like, awesome, man. You know, but I, that's the thing is, is is people have to build up unless you have money from another career or you're just a trust fund kid or whatever it may be man who has Most money these people, days <laughs> right i mean I, I'm, I'm not poor um but i'm not rich and so you know with this stuff like i can't touch my regular income for guys right right um my wife would absolutely kill me everything that i've done here is you know supposed to be net neutral right and so I have to sell to buy and do that. And there, I feel like there's a lot of people out there like that. Oh, for um, sure. That, that's the majority so, of people. Majority of people. And we're going to be chasing the stuff that you guys have for, you know, our entire career. And if we get one gecko as good as, you know, Magnus or his baby, um, I think that's, that's just the goal, you know, and that'll keep the hobby going. Um, so I want to pivot real quick to some of the cool inventions I saw that you created. And what I, if you yeah. to talk about those, um, I saw you have those, ma uh, they're not magnetic. They've got the, uh, suction cups that, you know, you put a three pound weight on. So you, they don't, you know, that it's going to stay. It's not like the, the cheap. Yeah. The, those, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, those yep. industrial suction cups. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before I. Uh, yeah. Before I went full time with the animals, I, I was an engineer and I learned 3D modeling and stuff over at the Navy when I was designing like apertures for uh, drones. I would like stick oh, stuff onto cool. drones. So you know, I, I was like, I'm, I was really tired of like the Pangea ledges either snapping, or like the you know you let the magnets hit too hard and that's it, the ledge is cracked. Um, yep. Or like you know the the geckos would stick their foot in it and like just toss the cup out. I got really fed up with that, so I, I made a spill-proof gecko ledge, and then I also made some hide boxes that were like blacked out on all sides except the bottom, so you could just easily lift it up and check if there was eggs. Um, and then I got some other gecko stuff in the works, but you know it, it just takes time to model them. That's so cool. Um, they're all three D print, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I printed myself yeah. like I have like a, my own miniature print farm. Like I, I do three D nice. printing for like cosplayers and whatnot on the side. Sweet, another little mini business. Um, yeah, the boxes I'm really interested in. I you know right now I just mound up my substrate into one corner, but uh -huh. um, just looking at it it's not bioactive so i have to replace the substrate fully you know oh dude so the the lay boxes are real cool because you can go bioactive and not really have to worry about the isopods going into the lay box because it's kind of a one-way trip that they can't really crawl in and like they can get in but if they get in they're yeah. just going to starve and die and if you're being a responsible gecko owner you're checking those lay boxes at least once or twice a week and the isopods won't do anything oh, to the eggs and that, With how small my collection is, I probably check way too much. To yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so you know, if you if you get lay boxes, they, they should work pretty good, pretty good. That's awesome. Um, and, and you're still selling those? Oh yeah, if you wanted to do an order, yeah. like I can get you straight. Sweet. All right. How much? How much? If anybody's listening, how much do those go for? Those uh, it depends on the size. So the big ones that I do for Lichianus geckos, like you could even put like the big boy Lichianus geckos, like the 14 inches. Um, yeah. yeah. Those ones I sell for twenty, and then for the 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 responsible gargoyle and crested gecko size, I do those at fifteen. Sweet, all right, it's not bad prices at all. Um, so cool, yeah. I might have to to hit you up after this for those. So for sure, for sure. Um, so you, speaking of Lichianus, I know I mentioned this earlier, but you had a crazy covered baby Lichianus. Is that a certain line that you're working with? Is that just Let me... pop out? So that one, um, it came out of a line that me and my buddy had been working on. And we, we don't, this is an anomaly. Like, we don't know why she looks like this. Her parents are nice, don't get me wrong, but, like, they took the cake and fucked it too. It was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> See, that's the thing with these things. Like, you don't know what's going to pop out. You, you spent all this money on these crazy, you know, geckos. And sometimes it pays out and sometimes it's just the random stuff that just throws this. This is gorgeous. So would you call that snowflaking? I'm bad with terminology with them. It's fun chatting with you. So Yeah, for sure. Right, we're we got to do this again. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that thing's absolutely stunning. Um, is that a keeper? Is that one where you're keeping it forever? You know, at this point, like, I'm so broke that if you toss me a number good enough, I'll sell it. Fair enough. Yeah, my son, we went uh, to an expo the other day to pick up my uh, newest gargoyle. And uh, Ariel from Aerotonics was the one I did the deal with. And uh, he has this lychee that he always has out on the, the counter. It's a big yate. And my son's like, that. That is what I want. Put that in my room. I'm like, dude, you're four years old. You're not getting a yate. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> like... <laughs> lo and behold, I actually, like, we'll talk about this later, but just the, the quick yeah. cliff notes on it. Um, I have a pair, like, my male is from Bubba, who is one of the most famous geckos out there, if you know who Steve Tremelli yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have one of Bubba's Steve's kids, awesome. and I have a distant relative of Bubba, or not distant, I think it's like one of Bubba's siblings that's living out in Europe, I have one of okay. their kids, and I paired those two babies together. And, you know, Bubba's huge, right? Like, mm -hmm. four, 500 grams. Like, the kids that I have just laid two good eggs the other week. So I have oh, my first sets so of yates coming out. Very fun. Well, you know, his birthday is in the middle of summer, so maybe by then I'll see. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's awesome. So uh, going back to that baby, though, I just wanted to ask because I'm really curious. What kind of locale is that? Is that you said the parents weren't ridiculous? Is that a um, cross? Is that an island? So cross? the so dad, the dad comes from Alan Rapashi, and he's supposedly like no one really knows. All right, let's just get this okay. out there. You know, these were all tossed in a box coming from New Caledonia. Can we actually claim their GT this or that? Like, no, but we can guess. Or like, you sure. know, just have faith. So we believe that the, the father's side is pure GT because he's huge. He's, okay. he's really big. The mom uh, was just some GT cross. Cool. And then the, the resultant or the thing that made that, like we're talking about the parent generation. So the ones that made that sure. thing was that Rapashi line mixed with some other GT cross that, again, the parents were okay, but not that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Definitely the, the hot one in the family, for sure. That's awesome, man. Uh, so I know you don't have a ton of time uh, left, but I do want to pick your brain about one more thing, uh, not Gecko-related, that I saw on your uh, Instagram, just because I'm sort of a... a uh, tortoise and turtle nut i you know okay. i've always wanted them but i never have the patience to to you know do the veggies every day so but oh it's um, not that bad no it's not i just you know i need to eat more veggies myself so i gotta keep it in the house. <laughs> but i uh, anyway but you keep some really cool species right so i uh, what are they radiated sri lankan am i missing something? um so i do radiated sri lankans and indians so okay. You know, just two of the stars, which are basically also the same species, just different localities. And then the, the radiata. That, that's all I work with. Very cool. And you can't sell the, the radiated tortoises past state lines, right? Is that accurate? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. But when, okay, fair enough, no, no, no. Fair enough. Technically, yes. You're not supposed <laughs> to let them travel state lines. But there's fair ways enough. around that. All right. I, I did not know that. That'd be awesome. I, yeah, they're gorgeous. So yeah, maybe one day I'll get a tortoise, but those, I just had to ask about those. Do you have a favorite species? Radiata. Easy. Yeah. Personality or just looks? Everything. They're, they're the best. Everything. <laughs> Fair All right. And, and one last question, just because I promised you I'd ask, um, you are known for all these amazing animals and the most unique animal that you work with. And it's this, uh, you know, spectrum of animals are beetles. Uh, so really quick, rapid fire, what is your favorite beetle? If someone wants to get into them, what should they look at first? Oh, God. Uh, well, easiest one that like will hook you into the hobby is probably going to be rainbow stag beetles. Okay. Um, my favorite beetle, personally, yeah. would either be goliath beetles, hence the name change, or yeah. um, this one species called Homoderus melii. Um, it's, if you look on my page, it's like an orange well, beetle yeah, that kind of... I've got it actually up real quick if you want. You can tell oh, me what you're looking at. Yeah, it's it's going to be like one of the most recent posts. There you go. It's right. that fourth post right there. You just scrolled past it. Right here? No, nope, up, up, up. up that one. Yeah. yeah. So which one is this? That's Homoderus melii. That's from Cameroon. They're they're one of the most unique beetle species because they look like they're cel-shaded, like straight out of uh, Borderlands if you played that video game. Yep. Oh, the, these things are so cool. Yeah, they, so they're super unique. The, uh... Oh, did I lose you again? No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Internet. Uh-oh. <laughs> did... Hello? Hello? Hey, hey, people. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello? No, I'm here. Oh, all of a sudden I can't hear you. Yeah, I can see you. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird. Um. Hopefully ca catches me in the recording, but no, I can hear you. Um, Seriously. The well, universe wants us to stop talking. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Hey, guys. So sorry about that. I had some technical difficulties at the end there. I... Uh, Jay was so nice dealing with uh, him coming in and out uh, sometimes. So uh, sorry if it kind of got a little bit of piecemeal there. But uh, he's got so much great information. Aren't his geckos just absolutely amazing? Um, so I would love to have them. I will never have geckos that amazing. Maybe I will, but I hope I'm wrong there. Um, but we're going to have to have him back on. Uh, he was a really cool guy to chat with. And I'm very curious to see 
if he's correct about the male gargoyles, that they put in more of their genetic material than the female. It's a theory. It's a cool theory. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see if it pans out. If he pairs Magnus to all those amazing, well, not amazing, but just all of his females, and the babies come out with that high quality, maybe not all of them, but a good majority of them, he might be onto something. So keep, uh, keep posted. Uh, please, if you like this, please like, subscribe, and uh, I'll have them back on. If anybody wants to hear more about the Beatles too, I, I think that's really cool. Go check out his Instagram. He's got, uh, you know, some of the, the Goliath Beatles and the Grubs. They're, they're massive, you know. They're bigger than your geckos. So go check them out. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but, uh, you know, I'm not a big bug guy, but I think they're cool. So go check them out. Say hi to Jay. Send him a message if you're interested in any of his uh, animals. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching and supporting. I'll see you next time on Gecko Cove. Hey, if you've enjoyed this video and want to encourage me to make more Gargoyle Gecko content, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, and maybe uh, check out one of the videos right over there. I'll see you next time on Gecko Cove.